Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurélien, I'm here with Glenn and Darcy. Today we're discussing how do you invest in uh, real estate today? So we are, uh, it's a specific uh, period of in, in history. Um, uh, we have a little bit of inflation. Cap rates are quite compressed in Canada across the board. So what what could be your next moves? And uh, we're, we're just going to try and uh, figure some ideas together. Uh, I can maybe get us going. So like I said, you know, cap rates in multifamily are quite compressed. And um, so you can lower your expectations in terms of returns. Um, personally, I shifted to non-residential commercial. Uh, I joined, uh, that was uh, also during COVID time. So I created um, a mastermind and, and we interview a, special, a person who specializes in non-residential commercial. It's called the True Commercial. And, uh, and uh, so that's the one I created. And I also joined another mastermind with uh, Ash Patel and uh, with, uh, with a group of about 20 investors, we review deals weekly so i've been doing that for a few months now so learning i uh, i like to learn before taking uh, taking action definitely um i also Mark. noticed that the you know bigger pockets have different has different uh, forums and communities and the one dedicated to a non-resident short commercial is growing a lot uh i've noticed because i uh, it's part of our homework to be involved in that community and the other thing I would uh, I've been looking at is uh, development, uh, like Darcy Mahler, uh, who wrote, who, who's written a few books about uh, uh, land development. Says uh, development is the next big things, next big thing. Um, and we we've seen, you know, how CMHC is now um, ensuring uh, doing its doing its part to help developers develop. Um, uh, multifamily and with the objective of finding of creating homes for the the people that are the migrants that are planning that are supposed to come to Canada so these are the two things I see um, either you lower three things I see either you lower your expectations uh, you do non-residential commercial or you look at the development so these are three of the strategies I'm looking at well <laughs> I think, you know, I think we're all just kind of looking at each other going, okay, how do we understand the question? Uh, the interesting thing. You know about what? That is exactly. Show. I, I talked to my wife last night for like <laughs> half hour. I said, I could do this question like six different ways. I, and it was just great. Same thing. Like, the, so for folks listening, we decide on a topic, we think about it for a week, and then we come back and we don't talk about this beforehand. We just, you no, know, no, see what no, we no. research. So I got my yellow pad in front of me and I am, I went on how. So the question was, how would you invest in real estate today? So I was thinking, how would I do it? How? So I was trying to imagine Darcy at 38 going, well, where would I start? How would I do it? Um, one of the things that I thought was, okay, so I'm starting over. All right. I have a little bit of money from say an income tax return or the sale of my personal house or refinance coming up on my three bedroom townhouse. And I have a choice again. This is going back to my choice that I had in 2004 or 2003. I'm taking out about $35,000 out of the refinance. I can lower my principal payment and interest, or I could invest it. What would I do? I would reiterate. I would do what I did last time. I would take the money and then reinvest. But right now I'm going 35,000. I don't know what I could do with 35,000. So I think I'd still keep working hard on it. But I think in the interim, in the short term, how would I invest in real estate? The easiest, lowest threshold, 
is a real estate investment trust. There's lots of really great Canadian ones. So I know everyone's going, what? Where You went off the chart. Yeah, I wasn't or, expecting this at all. <laughs> or an equity fund. You know, if I looked at those right now and I said, listen, I only have 35,000 or 50,000 for the refinance of my house, but I don't have a deal on the table right now. I'm going to put it into a registered fund that I can take my money still out of. Not a RSP, but, an, but a, a real estate investment trust or an equity fund. I look at Main Street. Um, that's my benchmark because I'm in the multi-res in Canada and Bob Dylan and Main Street and Avenue Living and um uh timber creek those are my direct competitors in the markets i'm in in western canada um i you know i don't yeah i don't want to do my business the way they're doing it i'm not saying they're doing it wrong i just do things differently but those are my competitors and i know how well they're doing so if i had had to wait and park some money i'd look at that i'd also look at real estate investment trusts that are looking at medical there's a handful of canadian reits that are doing medical specific i'd look at that i'd look at reits that are managing um, intermodal, uh, two-story high, high bay, garage door, intermodal near railways. Um, right now that's gold. And those things are doing super well. I would stay away from smart centers. Maybe the Loblaws REIT, but you know, that's what I'd look at initially, park my money there and make money while I'm trying to find a deal. Um, I would do, I would do again what I did before. I partner up. I'd find, uh, you know, the two ways that you mitigate risk is you get yourself in, in educated. You know what's going on with the project. So that's how we can mitigate risk. There's no surprises because you're there every day and you're on top of every single detail. So I'd find a fourplex or a sixplex um, and I'd dig in. I'd invest and fix it up and sweat and work. And I'd learn the trade of hanging closet doors, fixing leaky taps. Um, I just go back to exactly what I did before. I think it's still available. Just the numbers are higher. It's just you can't buy a fourplex for 170,000 anymore or 235 or 400. You might be looking at 600,000, which means you're gonna have to partner up with someone else. And that would be step three. I'd partner up again with my brother and his wife or with other people. Um, uh, so that's what I, I would do it. Um, you know, if I were a tradesperson um, or a sole proprietorship or someone that was needing housing or needing a facility for my business, I'd talk to BDC right away because they will fund more than 100% for an owner-occupied purchase. And if it's mixed commercial and residential or any of those mixed-use things, a strata or something in a mixed-use facility, they will more than 100% it. And they'll take a, um, your age vendor list and your cash flow into consideration, as, including with your equity. So if you're running a, a business that needs space, you should do that because you're crazy not to. And if you're a business like, like my father, like a tradesperson was, and all you have is your tools and you don't have any underlying uh, equity, um, then I would rush to finding something. Find a strata in a, in a commercial or a industrial plaza, get some place for your business, get a storefront, get a something and anything. Um, personally, I was thinking dream this morning, everything along Danforth on, in East, East York, those low rises at one level and two level high that face on the north side of Danforth are going to be redeveloped at some point into five-story townhomes or five-story apartments. Buy one of those and hang on for life or buy a bunch of them and just hang on. Um, find a secondary market in Western Canada and buy. I mean, that's what I do it. Um, I don't know. Those are, those are my crazy ideas. Yeah. I, I was kind of on the same, but a little different. Um, okay, good. Um, but, uh, on the same point, I think that with all of this, uh, we have to be a little bit more creative 
uh, with some of these things. Um, so where I would, my mind was going is you're going to have to put either some sweat equity in or a renovation of some sort. Um, yep. The whole plan of buying these houses and then just assuming that there's going to go up in value at 20% per year, every year, forever is it's not, you're going to get yourself into trouble um, doing that. Um, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do a value add of some kind Absolutely, you're right. everything you're doing. And you Darcy kind of touched on that, buying something, renovating it, fixing it up. Um, buying some, even with multi-res, even single family, um, you're going to, you really need to be doing these things because we don't know if a recession's coming. Nobody does. There's all these people who have been speculating it and they've been saying this for like getting on to like seven and eight years. And there's, there doesn't show the, the signs, but prepare yourself properly for this so that one day you're not standing there with when the tide goes out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been saying the last couple of shows, but, um, you know, buy it right and, you know, create uh, value in these houses um, so that you have space. Um, I'm not saying that this is coming, but you're going to be safer no matter what. What happens if you buy the house or apartment or whatever, and then day two, you want to sell it? Do you want to be upside down when you pay your realtors and all that stuff on like day one? No, you want to at least buy it with enough meat in there that you can get out of this on day two and be okay, right? Um, you need to be putting something into this. Buying it right is the biggest problem or biggest thing to do and then adding some value to push it a little higher. Um, so uh, purchase, reno, um, do your numbers. And the big thing is have a plan. As silly as this sounds, <laughs> this blows my mind. I talk to so many people even after doing the podcast, and you're like, okay, you have this project. And I'm like, so what's the exit strategy? And they're like, hold it forever. What what if forever doesn't come? Like, or if something changes, you have partners, things change. Have plans, have exits, plan these things out. Um, and I like to think about it because I've been thinking like this for you know, since these doomsday people have been coming in for the last eight years. And I'm like, you need to plan for these things. And what, what do I mean by plan? Have a CapEx fund, you know? So when stuff goes bad, you have money to fix stuff, right? Um, have insurance in place, um, set up long-term lending. Uh, if you believe a recession's coming, get out of the short-term loans, move it into something longer. Um, I don't believe it is coming, but you never know. It's going to surprise us all someday, right? It will happen, even if it's a, a leveling or something like that. But make sure your properties are going to be able to survive even a leveling, right? Because some people aren't. <laughs> um, and then have cash flow. Make sure these cash flow, these properties are cash flowing. Don't be betting on this appreciation. So it, it's it's common stuff, but just sticking to your principles, not bending because the market is being more difficult to find these. It means working harder. It, it, you still have to have your criteria and know your criteria and still stick to your criteria, even mm -hmm. if it's so much harder to find your criteria. Um, because if you just keep bending and bending and bending, eventually you're going to get yourself in a troubled spot. <laughs> yeah, I think um, if we were to draw a, a circle around all the things that we've said in common here, uh, from, from Ari's thoughts of engaging experts. Um, networking with uh, industry uh, players and people. Uh, that's the same as partnering up. Um, he's finding 24 like-minded people. They're looking very specifically for a project that uh, works for them or for a portion of them. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I know 
all you guys read and spend a lot of time on this, it may we come off may come off kind of glib that we're just um, I don't know. I don't I, I actually don't know how we come off, but I I wonder if it, people think that we're just kind of shooting from the lip here. But the amount of time that we spend researching and sp uh, thinking and networking and talking and studying is off the charts. I mean, I'm I, if I'm to guess my week what my week looks like, I'm reading a book or two a week um in or in this area or adjacent areas um and that that also you know in addition to that that's all the trade publications all the uh, a pile of blogs from uh, realtors cbre to insurance companies to cmhc's forecasting and quarterly newsletters um this isn't just you know three guys you know pulling ideas out of the air um and yeah. to, to ari's point you know, spend the time necessary to make sure that you know exactly what you're doing, that you have a plan like Glenn's saying, um, you know, it, it might sound glib just to say, I would do this, I would do this. This is informed by what we have done already and are doing. I'm closing on a 44 unit apartment building in North Edmonton. I think we lost Darcy. Yeah, but... something just happened there. Oh, <laughs> there we go. It just said, my speaker changed. Can you guys hear me? Just yeah. restart and I relate it. Okay, cool. Start your phone. Yeah. Like I, this is based on stuff that we are doing and have done when we make when we give this ideas. This is our ideas how we would do it again or how we do it differently. Um, and it's just not glib. Um, I wouldn't want anyone just to think, just go do something. Uh, that would be a huge mistake. But on your 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 topic of like the education and continuing education, um, no matter how smart you think you know there's always stuff to read and listen yeah. and even if so for by some chance you do know everything you forget <laughs> stuff you forget stuff i love like you get stuff and you get an idea you're like i forgot about that idea i, yeah. I you know that's a cool thing that i haven't been doing right um yeah. and just talking and networking with people you'll bring that up and reading books and stuff um you know it takes a lot of time but you get that one little thing, it changes your strategy just slightly. And that could be worth a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, the way you sell the property, the way you did something, the you know, just a mindset change that helps mm -hmm. you sleep at night. <laughs> right. Uh you don't know. Like there's 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 so much to learn. I don't know. I think um if you uh, have ever heard of Robert Kiyosaki going around and he still does seminars and he sits there with a notepad and writes the whole time. And he's the guru, right? He doesn't need to do this. He has people to buy all these houses. He has people to sell the houses, people to manage the houses. He doesn't even have to work in this business, but he still goes to the seminars and writes notes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the runway for this uh, for is satisfying because you can chew on this bone for a long time. It's yep. um, if you have a lot of energy and passion, it's lots of uh, there's lots here in front of you. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the show as much as we have enjoyed doing it. If you feel like uh, submitting a question to get it covered during um, uh, an episode, feel free to email us at advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It's advancedreitalk at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and see you guys next time. See you all next time. See you everyone. Bye everybody.